Taylor, why don't you go ahead and carry us into our next and final segment, Securing the Bag, with you, of course, our very favorite, Mr. Taylor Bagley. Looking forward to this piece. Always love talking new streaming platforms and Mm -hmm. some of their uh, fumbles and bungles. So let's hear (laughs) what your thoughts are. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, as Daniel mentioned, our uh, Secure the Bag here is on a new streaming platform, specifically uh, HBO Max. Um, And I really want to focus a little bit on their rollout. You know, obviously, we have a lot of streaming platforms that offer a lot of the similar uh, services, but, you know, with different uh, kind of flavors, uh, so to speak, in there. And and, um, now that we start to see more and more of these pop up, we have a lot better of a a way to kind of gauge the the rollout and how they operate, um, you know, congruently together uh, to give us a little bit of a better idea of what our ecosystem of entertainment looks like. And me personally being a uh, media consumer, uh, to put it lightly, (laughs) a subscription to essentially every streaming platform, you know, there, there is. Um, and I think I have a good idea in terms of how to compare some of these, but, uh, HBO max specifically, um, just to give you guys some context here is a new streaming service that is a combination of HBO's uh, well-known original content. Uh, so they have a huge catalog of uh, everything that you could have normally found on HBO, as well as a huge catalog of blockbuster movies, TV shows, and others provided by Warner media. Um, so this really is a uh, um, kind of a, a big launch for uh, the company itself into a little bit of a new direction in streaming. But this uh, really comes off the heels of the fact that they already had a uh, HBO Now, which is their uh, their streaming platform uh, that already existed. And how these play into each other um, has been a little bit confusing to some. So HBO Max has uh, launched on May 27th. Uh, it's $14.99 per month, just to put into perspective for other platforms. And uh, it's the same price as HBO's current streaming platform, HBO Now. So really where a lot of the confusion comes into play here is... Um, you know that there the streaming service has been out for about a week and it's pretty safe to say that the rollout was not clear for many of the consumers at what the platform is how it's different to their current hbo subscriptions um and in many cases customers were not aware at how to obtain access to the platform at all so let's keep in mind that hbo max is not to be mistaken for hbo the premium cable brand which is you know accessible through various television providers uh hbo now which is the standalone streaming option for people with go ahead do we, we lose a little here sorry um i'm just going to start that little section back over here um okay so let's keep in mind that hbo max is not to be mistaken for hbo the premium cable brand accessible through various television providers uh hbo now which is their standalone streaming option for people without cable who want to watch hbo or HBO Go, which is the streaming only option for the people who subscribe on cable. Um, so if that sounds confusing, it's really because it is. And uh, I, I, that doesn't necessarily, I think, hinder um, a lot of its uh, current rollover for people, but it's definitely not something we expect for a company as, as large of a contender as HBO, especially being owned by AT&T. Um, 
there, there seems to be some mis, uh, miscalculations there on how to roll that out. So uh, HBO Max has declined to comment about uh, brand confusion in the first week of launch, uh, though executives have repeatedly attempted to distinguish the different brands in the months leading up to uh, Max's debut. However, that distinction was lost to some consumers throughout the launch who tweeted about the questions uh, enough for Twitter to uh, gather a section explaining some of the differences in its for you section. Um, this is according to Adweek as well. So um, in the long term, the rollout should not hinder, I think, the momentum of the platform as it it's uh, as it's an exclusive place to stream numerous premium content titles such as Friends, South Park and Rick and Morty. Um, and it continues to expand the options that consumers have for premium content. Um, so while there may be, uh, while HBO may be posed for a big win in the future, um, I have to say that uh, HBO Max has, you know, really not yet secured the bag on this one, uh, unfortunately. But uh, um, I, I think they're a strong contender to, you know, make up for some of that here in the future. So, you know, tell me, guys, what are your thoughts on, you know, yet another uh, streaming platform? It seems that, you know, we see these pop up uh every few months or so now, um, now having a, a platform uh, like HBO that has multiple streaming platforms that are not necessarily clear on where to go. Um, and then how do those, you know, stack up to other services such as, you know, Netflix, Disney Plus and Amazon Prime um, in terms of content accessibility price? Uh, give me your guys' thoughts in general. Yeah, so I saw HBO Max pop up, right? So I am uh, both in HBO Now and a YouTube TV subscriber. And then YouTube TV, you know, popped up an ad thing saying, hey, you can subscribe now to HBO Max. And I thought, well, I'm already an HBO Now subscriber. Like, why why do I need to do this as well? And there's always been confusion around, okay, what's the difference between HBO Go and HBO Now? Like, for me anyways, like you could get one on certain devices and another on different devices and that, that sort of thing. And now HBO Max, I have absolutely no idea where it fits in. And so there is a lot of confusion there. And, you know, if, if I want to watch HBO, but I'm watching, you know, my YouTube TV through my Xbox, okay, I, I leave YouTube TV and I go and I pull up HBO Now and that sort of thing. So I guess if I do HBO Max, then I could watch it through YouTube TV. But all of it is just very confusing and in a marketplace where you do have those other apps like what you mentioned like a netflix which is easy you just have netflix and that's it right um hbo has made it more complicated and more confusing and i'm not exactly sure how to best interact with their platform and watch their shows these days yeah, yeah. and you know I'll, I'll give my quick two cents i don't have too much else to add but basically it's it's just kind of nuts how these uh streaming companies continue to roll out more streaming platforms even on top of their own already existing platforms and all of them seem to want to charge between 10 to 20 dollars a month it's just the same consumer issue that i think we've seen for a long time consumers really are just gonna have to choose what content they want and i think the idea of hbo going with you know like you said taylor a huge catalog of blockbuster movies and tv shows combined with Warner Media and all of their already existing HBO content, they're basically selling you on a streaming cable package at that point. And I can see that being appealing. And I wonder if people are willing to, uh, I guess, pay that much on top of any other streaming services they already use. I mean, because 
there's the Amazon exclusives, there's the Hulu exclusives, there's the Netflix exclusives, and there's the Disney exclusives. I mean, once you start paying $70, $80 a month, I mean, you know, don't, aren't you basically just paying for a um, cable package at that point? Mm-hmm. And at that point, I feel like that is the reality that uh, these streaming companies are banking on. So to a degree, while the consumer may have gotten a uh, a respite, you know, being able to um, watch their content at a considerably lower price over the last several years, I have a feeling that a lot of these companies are calculating that, well, you know, if I can price my new platform at a level that combined with some of the other popular ones ends up costing about as much as a TV cable package, there's a good chance that they're still going to subscribe to my platform and mm-hmm. consumers will just eventually get back into the lull of paying however, you know, $100 or whatever a month for all of their content that they want to watch, except instead of it being whatever's on TV or whatever's live, it's all on demand. So mm-hmm. uh, even though I do think, yeah, it was kind of kind of awkward for them to roll out another platform on top of HBO now, on top of HBO Go, on top of HBO, just regular HBO, a lot going on. I, I do think that um, the calculus as a whole uh, probably does take into account the pricing and honestly probably doesn't care because it's making, I think, a calculated assumption that consumers are just going to make it work. Um, and I think we're, we're going to need some more research on that, on if it is and if you know, how many platforms one consumer has on average and whether or not HBO Max ends up being one of the favorites. All right. Well, Taylor, Tyler, I think that wraps up our show for the day. Thanks again for the great insights. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Business Casual. Make sure that you are subscribing to our new channel on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure that you are checking out our content on marketscale.com slash industries. Uh, We're going to be going live again soon. So 9 a.m. on Wednesday and Friday, hopefully with some video as well soon. So keep an eye out for that. Make sure you're listening live. And per usual, I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, joined by our other co-hosts, Taylor Bagley, Tyler Kern. We love you. Keep listening along. This has been Business Casual. We'll catch you on Wednesday.